Welcome back to the NPL Sunday Show here on the Brisbane Football Show. As we, crap, we recap week two of the NPL men's competition while the NPL women's and FQPL one get underway for 2021. Scott, Adam, with you once again this week. Adam, how are you? I'm good, Scott. How are you? It's good. It's been another very interesting weekend of football. What's been the one big picture takeaway for you? Because I'll go first this week, actually. You went first last week. For me, it's the, the Raw Academy. and we, we talked about how good they could be, and they look really, really strong. They had a good result. We'll get to it, to, to, we'll get to it in a minute, sorry, but it was a great performance from them today. That's my big picture takeaway. Yeah, look, um, already my, my takeaway from the week so far, and from also from an NPL point of view, is that we're already starting to see um, some of the cream rise to the top as far as the competition goes. One game left uh, this weekend, obviously, because of reschedule. But, yeah, already ominous signs that the sides that we said that will probably be challenging are up there. And one team that probably we expected um, is not going so well. Yes, we'll get to that in a minute. We'll go through the results now for the weekend before we talk about the individual games. The round started on Saturday with a with a reversal of the Gold Coast-Morton Bay fixture. It was meant to be on the Gold Coast. It was played at Walter Park due to the weather. And Morton Bay won by three goals to one. Peninsula Power, three. Redlands, one. Logan Lightning, two. Eastern Suburbs, nil. Olympic three left at late on the road against Magpies Crusaders, two. Brisbane Raw, four. Sunshine Coast Wanderers, nil. And the late game today was Gold Coast Knights, three. Brisbane Strikers, two. There is one game we played later on between Capalabar and Lions, but it was... You're right, there's a couple of results there which you probably would have expected, but there's also... There's teams there who we thought would go quite well, which are getting off to a bit of a slow start. Most notably in the game that you attended on Saturday evening at, Mort- at um, Walter Park with Morton Bay 3, Gold Coast United 1. Yeah, look, uh, Gold Coast United, the team I lose, not going so well at the moment. Although, as it turns out, you know, 1-0 loss to Olympic uh, this time last Sunday and then going to Walter Park and going down 3-1 to a very, very determined Morton Bay United side. Um, yeah, they're off to a slow start and it doesn't get any better for them. They have peninsular power next week, so... Yeah, it could be 0-3 based on form um, to start the season, which is probably not the way that uh, Gray Pittick would envision his his return to the NPL. But look, there's still 23 rounds after next week. So so yeah, I wouldn't be hitting panic stations at the moment. But yeah, it's a worrying start. I wouldn't be writing off 100% next week. Although it will be a very difficult task. Last night, two goals it was for Will Edmiston. One, two, two goals for Zach Keeper, I'll begin pardon. One for... Will Edmiston, a late consolation at the end from Josh Dern for Gold Coast United, but Morton Bay were in control of large parts of this game, weren't they? And it was a very well-deserved victory. It was. It was a very, very, um, I'm going to say niggly, to the point of fiery uh, contest uh, as well. A lot of sort of, you know, uh, fouls and whatnot. I thought thought the officials might have just, they may have lost control a bit of the game, which sort of in the end, it sort of played towards the home team. Um, And and sort of, but Morton Bay, they took their chances when they had had the opportunity. They never really gave Gold Coast too much of a, you know, of a chance to sort of fight back. And once it got uh, 2-0 up just after half-time, it was always going to be a, a too high a mountain for uh, Gold Coast United to climb. And that's how it was out of the third. And yeah, the late consolation goal, well taken by young Josh Dern, but it was sort of the, the sort of, the, the I guess the, uh, the cat had already sort of, you know, bolted by then. So we'll talk about some of that niggle later on, but we'll start. We'll focus more on the positives at first. And we saw at the back end of last year, Zach Kierpel and Will Edmiston, they burst onto the scene, made a bit of a name for themselves. And this year, between them, they've got, what, five goals already between them so far this this season. And they look like they're going to be really, really important parts of a 
improved Morton Bay United side this year. They're two, two of the better young talents without question in the NPL at the moment. Well, they have all five goals for Gold Coast, yeah. uh, for, for Morton Bay United, sorry. Um, like I said, Zach Kierpole has three, Will Edmondson has two goals. And yeah, uh, two, like Will Edmondson last season made his debut midway through, uh, has came up. He he looks like a, you know, a certain star everywhere. And Zach Kierpole, you know, he is just um, absolutely thrived under Royce Brownlee since he got the call up from the under-20s last year. And uh, four goals in two games against Gold Coast United. Absolutely. This is the first time you've had a chance to see Morton Bay in person this year. What do you make of it? Because there's obviously a lot of quite high-profile recruitment there at Walter Park, and so far it looks like it's going quite well, albeit two games into the season. Yeah, they 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 look a very very tidy side, um, defensively very strong. What what I really sort of like about their style of play is that they they'll absorb pressure, but then they'll just they'll just go high tempo, you know, counter counter attack play. And last night, that, that's what really sort of troubled Gold Coast United. I imagine it also sort of in week one against Redlands, um, it sort of it, it uh, sort of troubled them. And uh, and yeah, look, I think you know, it, it, hopefully it's not going to be sort of you know get too predictable but um again because there are ways to stop that especially some of the better teams may find a way they've got a big test against olympic um next weekend not only in league and then the cup a week later so that that could sort them out a little bit but uh so far so good and the way um royce brownlee set them up it is highly effective after they are very very strong in transition right they've got some creative players like rio ono and lyndon far who could open up those opportunities Mm -hmm. For the young guys, which is working to maximum effect at the moment, but they've also got a bit of an edge to them, Morton Bay. They're not, they may not be the biggest and most physical of sides, but they're they're certainly no shrinking violets. They don't shy away from anything, and they and that was on show last night as well. We'll talk about the physicality now because it was a pretty chippy type of a game, and I think both sides probably were a bit frustrated with the way things were going, but it was continuous on both sides, particularly on the near side touchline, Adam, in the second half in particular. Yeah, it, it was. Um, and like I said, Zach Kierpal for probably for the first 40 minutes was really sort of, you know, Reese Lambert and uh, Paul O'Brien really sort of gave him and Justin Mackay as well, who we know is probably the enforcer of that side in defence. There's a few. Uh, Yeah, there's a few. Yeah, and they really sort of, you know, marked him heavily. They were even sort of at some point, you know, they were almost double teaming him almost. And, um, and yeah, and he sort of really, and for, for a young player, he really hung in there. Um, I know about just before half time, I know Royce Brownlee gave him a pep talk. And then from there, he seemed to just, you know, sort of grow in confidence. But, um, yeah, to, to overall, um, yeah, Morton Bay have got some tough players themselves. Obviously, Chris Maher, you know, very, very high experience. Uh, Sam Knight, another one that's uh, high experience out on that, um, in that fullback position. So two experienced players, and Declan Smith as well. Um, he's, he's been a revelation since, you know, going from being a striker you know, to a defender. It looks like he's going to be there, there to stay. Yeah, absolutely. And it wasn't, there was a lot of chippiness, but it didn't really spill over until right at the end, did it? There was a red card. Our second yellow coach became a red in the 92nd minute. Sam Smith shown his marching orders late on. But that was really the only point where it looked like it tipped over a bit. The rest of it was chippy, but just in the general flow of the game. As yeah, much as it annoyed, well, seemed to annoy both coaches listening on the commentary that it was frustrating them about the flow of the game. It was just genuinely part of the game. It wasn't going overboard. Yeah, I think the, the uh, both coaches, I think they were sort of more, um, I guess, 
I use the word disappointed that you know, the that the official didn't really you know, take control of the game um, as well as I would like. Uh, there's a few fouls that probably should have been booked earlier on. Um, I'm not going to be here. I'm not going to hear and select what the referee should or shouldn't done. That's I'm not. I'm by no means got any you know, form of qualification for that. But just as a fan, I thought maybe that you know if the referee has stepped in earlier and sort of showed the cards earlier that maybe um, maybe that they could sort of sell the game down because it did seem to spoil and escalate a lot of niggly fouls. I know Lyndon Farr especially was getting into the um, into the Gold Coast United players, you know, with multiple fouls and probably should have seen yellow before the eighty first minute. So so yeah, so it was and also both both uh, coaches did get a uh, also did get booked as well, which shows that it's a level of frustration that uh, that they 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 had on the sideline last night. Absolutely, we'll talk one more about Gold Coast before we get to your chat with Royce Brownlee. Any cause for concern for you? Because to me, they've played two really good sides. I think they've had good moments in both games. To me, it's just it's not quite clicking yet. And I know it's it's early and they haven't got any points yet. But to me, it's not not panic stations yet. I think they need to give give them a. So it's a couple more weeks just to get things better down, and then we might start to see the best of this side because they've got a lot to offer. Look, I've been fortunate. I've actually now watched all 180 minutes of Gold Coast United, and yeah, to be honest, other than the the actual table, I wouldn't be too concerned. Um, so sort of, you know, where you're right, I don't I think it's Panic Station. They've, they've met two very very good sides. They've got a thir- they've got a third in potential power next week. So, um, like I said, I don't I don't want to sort of pre guess the, the the result because they they are a capable side that you know could potentially go to AJ Kelly Park and spring an upset if Peninsula Power take them lightly. There's no there's no question about that. But I think yeah, you're right. I think it's gonna take time for this side to gel. Um, obviously, Gray Pitt you know, has a certain style that you know, he's been renowned about in this league for many many years, and uh, that's gonna take time. But look, at, so trying to find a couple of positives. Uh, Zahi Addis, you know, where we keep on. So every week we're big fans of his uh, as a fullback. Uh, he had another very, very good game. Um, and and look, at yeah, and you used to hope that, you know, it starts you know, the old firm of, well, I was going to say Sam Smith and Jared Cole. Uh, Jared Cole will be on his own for maybe a couple of weeks with uh, Sam Smith probably going to be suspended. So, but they, they sort of need more from the attack. I think uh, the creation is there. I just think, yeah, they just need more cutting edge. But um, yeah, certainly, certainly it's not a lost cause this early, but, but yeah, they just need to sort of, you know, put start putting together and let click. I've heard that said about some other professional club, but we won't talk about that. We'll hear from what, we'll talk about what you had, you talk caught up with Royce Brown in the afternoon. So let's hear what the Morton Bay Night coach had to say after back-to-back wins to start the 2021 NPL season. I'm now joined by the Morton Bay head coach, Royce Brownlee. Royce, good win tonight. Yeah, definitely. Look, our boys, um, especially after last week, come out of the, the shells, I think, and um, really got out Gold Coast and caused some trouble. It was um, two wins from two games now. Um, at home, this is more of an unexpected home game, but obviously they'll give you some great confidence sort of going forward. Yeah, definitely. Look, um, being the opportunity to play at home, you know, I thought I'd take every opportunity because, you know, your home's your fortress, and if we can go and win every game this year at home, um, it's going to make us a team worth being considered. When we spoke last um, during the uh, season preview show, we identified you know, Zach Kierpahl and Will Edmondson as you know, two players to watch. Four, four goal, three goals for Kierpahl, two for Edmondson so far. Are you pleased with that? Yeah, definitely. Look, they're the young guys of the squad and they're stepping up. You know, um, But the truth is, the ability and the strength of the players around them is what's given that freedom to go do their job. You know, and they back them. 
Uh, obviously, uh, looking ahead now, not only to Olympic next week, but also as well a cup tie with them. Uh, do you change anything going to that, or is it just more of the same? No, look, we've got a good group of players, so we're about um, how we adapt and how we try and play our systems and our style of football against whoever we play. You know, Olympic are going to be the top of the table, you know, for us, and them and um, Peninsula Power are going to be the two teams to knock off. So if we come away with any out of those games, we're going to be really happy. Anyway, enjoy the win, and uh, good luck next week. Fantastic. Thanks, guys. So was Royce talking to Adam last night, and he was understandably very happy, Adam. He was, um, and, and I think it was a very satisfying win uh, for them. And look, I think they do, obviously, like, I did tip them very, very highly, and uh, I had sort of have a slight, slight bias towards them. But uh, yeah, look, from what I see, the signs are good. Um, probably too early to sort of you know, pencil them in for finals football just yet. But uh, yeah, look, signs are good. Very cool, Rick. If I recall correctly, you did pencil them in for fun. So we'll, we'll leave those predictions in the path to move on to the rest of the rev round two. Peninsula Power with a 3-1 win over Redlands United. and Good result for the defending premiers, but I guess the potential loss of Matt Boyd went down with what looked like a pretty serious injury. It could be a bit of a blow. I mean, we wish him the best in his recovery. Yeah, uh, that, that's, two, that's two defenders now. They're down, obviously, cap, club captain Trent. McAvoy is still um, at least a month away after he did an injury in that semi-final against Lions last year, which he hasn't come up yet. So that depth in the defensive uh, positions that might be uh, might be tested a little bit. So, but yeah, look, I uh, wish Matt Boyd all the best. Um, yeah, we did hear it's potentially a very serious injury. Absolutely, they got plenty of depth there at AJ Kelly Park. It just might get tested just how good it is. Moving on, Logan Lightning, two 0 winners in there. MPL home to Eastern Suburbs, a couple of goals from Matt Green and Ryan Palmer Palmer there. So good result for them at home to start their MPL season. Yeah, good bounce back uh, for them after after that crushing defeat uh, in the in the uh, season opener up at AJ Kelly. And um, look, they're, they're the results that they're going to need if they're going to uh, if they're going to survive in uh, the top flight. Absolutely. And we'll move on to the other game on Saturday night, a game which I did watch on the stream. It was Olympic FC3, Magpies, Crusaders United 2. And this was an unbelievable game, Adam, where Morton Bay took an early lead through Latham Dunn, who's in great goals going form, going back right back to the end of the 2020 season when he came down and played for Redlands. And for a while there, it looked like they were going to pull off the upset. They were, they were right in the game. It was very strong and physical, perhaps overly physical at times, depending on your point of view, but they were... Really competitive with Magpies Crusaders in their first MPL home game for about a year now. So that was great to see them get a home game up there. They had a good crowd as well. So it was great to see the Mackay public out there supporting them in their return to MPL action at home. And Olympic eventually got over the top of them by three goals, two goals from Jack Glover, Zach Anson, and a late winner from Daniel Leck. But they really made them work for it, Adam. Yeah, it seems to be... Um, uh... Mackay seems to be a bit of a bogey place for uh, Olympic. They've been they've come unstuck you know, previously on that on that road trip, and yeah, look, they need everything of their quality to get them over the line after a, a mighty scare from Magpies Crusaders. Which you know what, it's very very encouraging to see that you know it's probably a game that they were very at long odds to beat Olympic, you know, in. But you know, they're they're, they're good signs. You know, they're at least competitive and they're really sort of giving um, giving a top side in Olympic. Uh, you know, a lot to think about. They needed you know, an eighty-seven minute winner to uh, to get out of jail. Absolutely, if they play like that against a lot of other sides up there in Mackay over the course of the season, they're going to pick up plenty of points at home because it was a a terrific performance, really good quality on display at times there from the Mag Cross Crusaders Olympic, which is too good. But I guess Olympic's course was also helped by the fact Jaden Salam was shown a straight riff for a pretty disappointing challenge just on the hour mark, which did open up 
the opportunity for Olympic to work back into the game with a man of vengeance. It took them a while. They did do it, but it wasn't a great challenge, Adam. Yeah, um, I obviously didn't see it, so I have to take your word for it. But uh, yeah, all reports was was a pretty, a pretty silly challenge that you know that really sort of put his side on the back foot. But look, uh, young player, he'll live, he'll live and learn by that. Um, yeah, but just to, just looking at a positive for Magpies Crusades, how good has Latham done at the moment? Like, it, fantastic. Like going through like going through you know the start of the season and last season. No, I think Redland's uh, status in MPL is thanks to him and now he's doing it for um, Magpies Crusaders. Absolutely. Most certainly is due to Redland's MPL status. is probably largely down to the form Latham Dunn showed at the end of the season playing in the front third. They were talking to Tom Ballantyne for on our season preview. He's moved him back towards the defensive area where he's more natural and the goals continue to flow two and two to start the year. So it's not exactly, not exactly hurting him being back in the midfield area as a wing back. So it's good to see him continue on that form. Now we'll move on to Sunday's game. Gold Coast Knights picked up a 3-2 win away from home to the Brisbane Strikers. Jason McQuarrie hat-trick, first hat-trick of the season. So congratulations to Jason McQuarrie. But we'll talk about the game which we watched. A late decision to actually cover this game on our social media platforms, Adam. And I've got to say it was an, in, an inspired decision because the Brisbane Roar Academy put on an unbelievable performance, particularly in the first half. First 15 minutes, this game was done. It was a 4 4-0 win in the end for the Roar Academy over Sunshine Coast. And boy, do they look strong to start the year. We were sort of in a way, we were hoping that the um, the form that the boys showed up at um, up at Budrum would actually translate down at Amy Park because Don't that's a bit that. of a spark they, they need, uh, need down there for the senior side. But yeah, look, uh, a great performance by... Um, by the by, the young Raw, they um, like all the sort of the hype around them that they're going to be a chance uh, this this season to really go deep. Um, it's come to fruition, you know. Players like Keegan Yelchich have got a double today. Um, like Eli Adams, Alex Parsons is um, is sort of it, are also sort of having great influence. So Cyrus Demi also got on the score sheet, but the goal that stood out mine was uh, Reese Gray, his second goal from long range. Wow, and he is he is going to be he is going to be something if he shows that sort of form. Absolutely, he was one of the one of the um, hidden secrets of the MPL late last year, getting a chance mm. for Brisbane City when they were fighting the drop in the relegation zone, and they and he was one of their better players towards the back end of the season. Scored a goal at home in their final home game of the season. Looked like it might be enough to get them out of trouble, but he was he's been absolutely fantastic since he's got his chance in the MPL and made the move to the Aurora Academy, and he looks like he could be a long-term prospect of progressing into that A-League side. Yeah, um, yeah look, look, it's not that the, uh, the Raw have got a nice production line of, um, of fullbacks at the moment, but I'll tell you what, reforms like that, he may jump the queue a little bit. Yeah, he just might. Now, so that's the SL MPL men's roundup. Looking at the table at the end of round two, Peninsula Power remain top of the table with six points out of six. Joining them on six points are Morton Bay, and Olympic. So those three sides sit equal top of the table going into round three. We'll move on now to the first week of the expanded NPL women's competition, Adam. And we'll go through the results quickly and we'll talk about what caught our eye in that competition. It was, it started on Friday night with a two-all draw between Olympic FC and Virginia. 2-1, was it? Yes, between yes. Olympic and Virginia. I beg your pardon. FQQAS 1-0 over Southwest Queensland Thunder. Morton Bay 6, Western Pride 3. Mitchelson 1, Peninsula Power 0, Brisbane City 2, Sunshine Coast Wanderers 0. And in the game played today, it just finished not long ago, it's a Gold Coast United 3, Eastern Suburbs 0, and 
East had a couple of goals ruled out, Adam, in that game, which may have made this quite interesting. Uh, yeah, I was uh, on the Mitchelton um, Ipswich Knights game for coverage tonight, so I didn't see any of the Gold Coast United game. But um, yeah, look, that's, obviously it sounds like the scoreline doesn't really uh, show the true nature of that contest. Uh, the East, I think, you know, it sounds like they will be competitive. Um, and so, certainly Gold Coast United, we expect them to be uh, sort of, you know, up, you know, up at the top end of the table. But uh, yeah, good signs for East. Um Brisbane City last night. Uh, that ga- that game was actually featured on the um, MPL, the national um, Twitter yeah, handle as actually as a feature game, being Brisbane City's first uh, MPL game. So they they got plenty of um, attention, Brisbane City. So so yeah, but overall, and Morton Bay uh, looks like they're built for a lot of goals as they um, as they beat uh, Morton, as they beat Western Prize six three, which uh, is all. Almost, and I feel sort of a bit uh, sad to say this, but their six goals is one less than what they scored the entire of last season. Oh, we, we could have let that go. Let bygones yeah, be Yeah, I know. <laughs> we knew Morton Bay were going to be quite strong in the front third yeah. this year, and they certainly proved that in the first week of the competition. Unfortunately, there were two games rained out in this competition, now, which would have been really fascinating to see how they panned out. Logan Lightning and Lions SC, the grand final rematch, that unfortunately got postponed due to the conditions at Cornubia Park, and... Kapalabar versus the gap was also postponed. So a bit disappointing those two games were washed out, but it sets up potentially a couple of really interesting midweek matches to look forward to. Absolutely. Yeah, Logan and uh, Lions will go ahead, I'm told, uh, Tuesday night, 7.30 kickoff. So I'm Excellent. not I haven't I haven't heard yet what uh when Kapalabar and the gap goes will be uh, played, but yeah, look, uh, as we dub it, the Shea Connors derby um, on Tuesday night, and we'll, we'll cover that as our MPL women's game of the week. So, so yeah, that, that potentially is going to be a re- that's a big game that uh, ready to start the season. You can call it that. I'm going to call it the grand final rematch. Either way, it's a fantastic game to look forward to. Morton Bay actually do sit top of the table. So you have your little shot at them about scoring one goal less <laughs> than they did the entire year. They now sit top of the table. So how times turn, uh, at the end of week number one. We'll move on to the FQPL, which also kicked off this weekend, Adam, and some interesting results here as well. Southside Eagles 2, Holland Park 1, to kick off the season on Friday night there at White Hill Reserve. Brisbane City start their, their quest to get back into the MPL with a 3-0 win over Wynnum Wolves. Today, Rochdale Rovers 2-0 on, on the Sunshine Coast against the Fire. The Thunder 3-0 winners, I believe, over South United. And in the game which you watched, and we'll talk about in some detail, Ipswich Knights 5, Mitchelton 2. This was certainly a game full of goals. Yeah, uh, first first things first, uh, Ipswich Knights, their first win in uh, FQPL against um, against Mitchelton up on seven, on their seventh attempt. So, um, yeah, but yeah, the, the interesting sidelight side on this game was that uh, this game was scheduled to be on the uh, on the turf pitch but it had to get moved to the synthetic field and that I think that seemed to have changed the complexion of this game because uh, Ipswich started quickly uh, a couple of early goals and um, yeah they, they were they were three three nil up in half an hour inside half an hour but uh, so they credit Mitchelton fought back uh, as well before it sort of got got sort of too much uh, as far as trying to chase the game down you know, Ipswich then counterattacked a couple of times and ran out five two winners but uh, look Ipswich Ipswich looked very, very impressive attacking-wise. Uh, Mitchelton, they, they were okay, but I think, yeah, they just got overrun by a rampant Knights team. 
absolutely. Now we talk about Zach Kierpal, a young player who you just seen seen flourish in the back end of last season. Another player which you caught your eye in the Ipswich Derby last year, Lucky Joe on the score sheet as well. Yes, he was. Yeah, and uh, a, a great a great strike. Um, also, also uh, Mitch Herman also got on the score sheet, but uh, he, I think it's probably the only maybe downlight for um, for Ipswich not He had to be. be um, I guess helped off the pitch after he scored the goal. Um, so hopefully he won't be out for too long, but, uh, and Fiston Chungu, who scored the fifth, fifth goal, a brilliant strike. And he beat, he didn't beat a mug in uh, Nick Mooney, who we know, who, who we know that, you know, definitely has, has, he has a lot of MPL Queensland experience and, um, playing in his, uh, staying debut for, uh, Mitchelton. And he got beaten all ends up by a fantastic strike from Chungu. So yeah, this is a side that, you know, I reckon yeah, for, for, Number of goals scored um, in, in, in a in a league that will you know be sort of you know attack over defence most of the time. Yeah, I think he, they, I think Ipswich Knight might be good for uh, a goal or or a few you know every game. Absolutely, and we also know that it's good yeah, good to have these synthetic pitches around the place as well. I know the South United clash against the Thunder was also moved off the the main field there at Wakeley Park onto the synthetic field over the back there. So I think in in weeks like this where there has been a lot of weather around. Having a couple of synthetic fields for teams actually does start to pay dividends. Yeah, uh, the the issue, uh, the issue uh, at at Tarawa Park it wasn't to do with the weather or anything like that. Uh, I was a, I, I still sort of yet to have confirmed what it was exactly. There's but, been a lot um, of rain around though, either. Whatever the issue was, there's yeah, a lot of rain the issue around. Was, it. Yeah, and it, having it, those synthetic fields does help. It, yeah, it did delay the, the, the start of the game for now, but yeah, you're right. Uh, and, that, and that's you know well done to Mitchelton uh, Football Club be, being able to salvage that game by moving it over to the synthetic pitch. Where you now, if it was any other place other than Wakeley Park, uh, yeah, this that would have been wouldn't happen tonight. So that, that's I guess the the one positive. But uh, uh, the, the actual final result for Mitchelton. Absolutely. Now we'll, we'll wrap this up quickly, and we'll go through the fixtures from the weekend. We'll actually start with the FQPL and the fixtures coming up. Round two, Wyndham Wolves are at home to Holland Park. Thunder at home to Ipswich Knights, which could be a very interesting clash. Mitchelton have their near derby against Brisbane City. Southside Eagles will host Rochdale Rovers, and the Western Pride will move, will travel up to Sunshine Coast to take on the fire in the final game of the round. I guess for me, the game that I'm looking forward to there the most is probably Thunder Ipswich on the back of the performance tonight from the Knights. That could be a really interesting one. Yeah, um, it, both sides that, that do really do like to attack. So, uh, yeah, that's it. Also, as well, um, Brisbane City, Mitchelton. I think obviously they're very close neighbours. So um, that that'll be very interesting to see. You know, if City can go on with they, they were they were fairly slow out of the gates last night against Wolves. They only sort of really you know wrestled control of that game sort of into you know midway through the second half. So I'm not sure. You know, obviously didn't see the game, but I'm not sure sort of whether Wolves really sort of stifled them in the first half, but uh, it took City a while to, to get control of that. So I think Mitchelton, they'll be smarting after the loss uh, tonight, and I think they might come out firing next week. Been a while since they've had a chance to play against Brisbane City in the league as well, so they may very well be looking forward to that opportunity next week. We'll have to wait and see. A couple of interesting matchups in NPL Women's Round 2. You've got Lions and Olympic playing on Saturday night there at Lions Day. We know the history of the clash, particularly in the men's Men's MPL between those two sides, I imagine the women's version will not be too dissimilar to that of the, the men's variety, so that's the one to keep an eye on. But I guess the most interesting clash, Adam, would be on Sunday at Corporate Travel Management Stadium between Brisbane City and Capalaba. Bit of a clash between current and former sides there for Ski Hannafin. 
Oh yeah, that's uh, that's going to be pretty interesting. That uh, clash, obviously, uh, reports were that it didn't end on the most amicable of terms. Uh, yeah, between uh, Ski Hannafin and Kapala Football Club, and yeah, Kapala visiting Corporate Travel Management Stadium next Sunday. That's going to be a very interesting game. But taking that byline aside, two very very good teams. That's Absolutely. you know, I think that's actually probably the more important thing is that you have two quality teams going out, which would be a very, I think it's going to be a very early uh, preview of you know of the at least the top half of you know when when they split into from NPL and uh, FQPL women's uh, later in the season. So we talked about on our season preview, didn't we, about we're not quite sure exactly where Brisbane City are going to be. We know they've got an unbelievable coach who's done great things in the NPL women's at multiple different clubs in the last couple of years at Moreton Bay and Capalaba. And we know they've recruited quite well, but we weren't quite sure exactly where they would stack up with the elite teams in the competition. Well, this is this is going to be a great test for them early on, isn't it, against the Capalaba side, which for me anyway, stand out as one of the teams who could absolutely dethrone Gold Coast United at the top of the table in the Premiership race, given the quality and experience that that side has. This this should be a fantastic game. Yeah, as I said, early early preview. I think this is a game that now I think we'll see a couple of times this season. Um, because yeah, I, they're both sides. They've got great players. There's going to be like I said, a bit of rivalry. So there's some players that left Kapalba to go to um, to go City as well. So it certainly is going to be. Um, be a test for both sides, but I expect a you know a good game of football as well as you know side two sides that will probably be at the business end of the season. Absolutely, a great place to go and have dinner and watch some football on a Sunday evening there at at Spencer Park in the NPL Men's Adam to round three. Lions SC will host Brisbane Roar Academy, Gold Coast Knights, Magpies Crusaders, Moreton Bay Olympic, Sunshine Coast Wanderers, Logan, Peninsula Power, Gold Coast United. You mentioned earlier, Brisbane Strikers will host Capalaba in Eastern Suburbs. They will host. Redlands, I guess for me, the two games that I'm very much looking forward to in that, look, certainly Lions v. Raw. We've seen that the Raw Academy, they've started the season really well, but when they've played those top four sides, they haven't been able to get the results. So I'll be very interested to see if they can get something out of a Lions side, which has gone, which went pretty well in round one and didn't play this weekend. And Morton Bay Olympic as well. Morton Bay are a team who you picked to finish in the top four. I think it'll be there or thereabouts as well. This is a sort. Of, this will be a real statement to see exactly where that theory t- is as well. The, all the all four t- teams are perfect this season so far. I expect I would expect that you know Lions you know will be whenever that game is played they they will probably beat Capalabar so you can add them to the undefeated list. Um, and yeah, look, we, we're going to learn a lot about this uh, this Raw Academy team there. How good are they as far as stacking up against um, against a top four team or one of the big big four clubs? Um, and look from from what I've seen so far, there is every chance that they can, you know, especially if Lions, if that game gets confirmed to be played midweek, catching them on the short backup, they, they could actually, you know, trouble them um, immensely. So I think, yeah, we're going to learn a lot about that, that Chris Grossman side, you know, in, in round three. Morton Bay Olympic as well. That, that's another big test for uh, Morton Bay as far as, you know, where their progression has gone. Are they a genuine contender? Um, Olympic... Yeah, again, they sort of shown signs that they're probably not their best yet. Um, but look, they're, they're still a quality team and they always find a way. They found it in round one, they found it in round two, and there is every chance that if Morton Bay don't put them away early uh, next week, the Olympic will find a way again. Absolutely. And also, I wouldn't rule out Mag Cross Crusaders and doing something against the Gold Coast. But the way they played last night, I thought they were really impressive. 
We'll wrap this up now, Adam. But firstly, who was your performer of the week for round two? Uh, look, uh, my, it's a, for me, it's a very, very clear, and again, it's probably a biased opinion. Look, Zach Kipal for me uh, last night, he he uh, is showing signs that he could be, you know, a very, very strong prospect going forward this season. Um, and, and yeah, look, I, I think he's an absolute superstar. I think the way the way he sort of you know, went through that game for the first 40 minutes, got an absolute beating from the Gold Coast United defence, but then found a way to score two goals. Um, you know, a play, it almost belies his um, his age. You know, what impressive players. Though. Look, I, I hope I haven't, got, haven't gone jinxed him and, you know, that, you know, that he does go on and be a top-class player because I think he's got what it takes. So there, he was my performer of the week. So Adam's gone for the hometown hero up in his neck of the woods with Zach Kierpal. I'll go for Jason McQuasse. From the Gold Coast, not just because he scored the hat-trick, and a really good hat-trick as well, by the way. Good finish for the first one. Really nice header through in between a couple of defenders for the second one and then a penalty as well. It's also for the fact that he is now the number one goal scorer in the history of the NPL men's competition yeah. here in Queensland. He's overtaken Chris Lucas. He now has 79 goals in the history of the NPL. So congratulations to Jason McQuarrie. Yeah. So he is my performer of the week, Adam. Yeah, no, congratulations to Jason McQuasse. He's been a fixture of this league for many, many years. And uh, yeah, look, uh, if, it was some, if someone's going to beat Chris Lucas's mark, I'm glad it's him. And uh, look, I would say that he's he's got plenty more goals in him that he can pre- set a pretty decent mark for the next guy, now, be it Andy Pangeli or maybe one day Zach Kierpal. Absolutely. Maybe Zach Kierpal may very well end up in that conversation one day in the future, but we'll have to talk about that in a future edition, Adam. For now, thanks for joining me. Yep, thanks, Scott. That's going to be it for this week's edition of the NPL Sunday Show. Get out over the weekend and see, have a look at all the matches in round three. Don't forget the FQPL 2 does kick off next weekend as well. So those sides will join the competition next week. Get out and look at all the football that you can over the weekend and we'll talk to you next week.